When the TV sitcom Barney Miller premiered in the 1970s, suddenly a new human dimension of police work appeared on the same screen as the untouchables, the dragnets, and all the super cops of traditional police shows. You all right? Oh, I'm just a little tired. I've been working extra duty, sir. How long? 37 hours. 30? Oh, my God. I don't mind, sir. The show was a hit because it was a revelation to see cops humanized in a dingy New York City precinct. This behind-the-badge world we've been exploring all week is the setting for a new novel, Uncle Janice. Author Matt Burgess tells the story of an NYPD cop named Janice Singh, struggling with the philosophy of policing by the numbers. Matt Burgess, author of Uncle Janice, grew up in Jackson Heights, Queens, a background very useful in his research on this book. When I was doing research for the book, I had met up with an undercover narcotics officer at a bar. I said, what's your biggest fear as an undercover? And he said, getting uh, screwed over by my bosses for doing uh, the wrong thing. And it, it became clear to me that the things that undercovers complain about are the things that, that any sort of office worker complains about, which is to say their bosses and uh, the bad coffee in the break room, uh, things like that. So I, I felt as if that could give me a real in, that I could bring my experience working in an office and sort of bridge mine with their experience working in an office. Do you remember this television show, and maybe you're too young, but Barney Miller? I, I know of Barney Miller through cops, older cops, talking about how that was the most accurate police show that they had ever seen. It was a revelation when it came out because there were so many, you know, intense police shows, you know, that were trying to talk about law enforcement exclusively from this kind of life and death perspective. And then Barney Miller appeared and it was just completely mind blowing and was very, very popular. And cops always talked about it. And it was very much like The Office, you know, in the goofy precinct and all these characters why did you settle on Queens? Because in some ways it's sort of close to where Barney Miller was set. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even know that. I settled on Queens because I'm from Queens. Yeah. And grew up there and, and I live in Minneapolis now. And, and for whatever reason, it's the only place that I daydream. And so it's had such a big imprint on me growing up that when I go to write, it's, it's really the only place I have access to in my imagination. And uh, the idea of quotas and having to deal with uh, you know, low-level enforcement is that something you experienced on the, uh, shall we say, defendant end? What do you mean the defendant end? I mean, did you get a lot of parking tickets and, uh, you know, <laughs> did, did you, did you, were you part of somebody's quota at some point when you were growing up in Queens? No, I didn't even know how to drive when I lived in Queens. I certainly wasn't getting parking tickets, right? But no, the, the sort of focus on quotas, it was more of a byproduct of listening to undercovers and listening to the kinds of things that they complained about and uh, the kinds of things that they were worried about. It wasn't, you know, going into an apartment and hearing that sort of deadbolt lock behind you or, or worried about dealers with guns. It was that their bosses were telling them to make four buys on Tuesday and then to make six buys on Thursday. And it was this sort of very catch-22 atmosphere. And how does that figure into a promotion on the job? Oh, my goodness, yeah. So what's interesting about undercover work is that it's it's such a unattractive job to, to get into. Like, you know, you know that you're going to be manipulating people and you know that you're going to be going after a certain kind of drug dealer at, at, uh, in a certain socioeconomic uh, world. Um, and so I don't think undercovers feel particularly good about the job that they're doing. And so for the department to get undercovers, what they do is they offer a deal that if you can last 18 months without getting demoted or killed, you'll automatically get promoted to detective. And so it becomes a real 
attractive destination for a certain kind of young, ambitious cop, in particular people of color in the police department, who may not otherwise have connections in the department. And so for them, it's a way to get ahead. But what the department doesn't tell you is that once they've got you, they're not going to let you out. You'll get promoted to detective, but you're not, you don't get to then go on to burglary or homicide or, or some potentially worthier pursuit. And that's the story of Janice Singh. Yeah, she's at month 17, and she's been told that she needs to make four more buys within the next month, or she'll get demoted back to patrol. And so now it's about sort of chasing down these buys. That's where the book starts. She's got a, she's under the gun. How much do you think the um, possible resentment and weariness over exactly what you're describing here, these sort of low-level quotas and enforcement and, you know, the job not being what it's cracked up to be, contributes to tensions that we see playing out in the headlines. Yeah, I think that the sort of low morale of the police department is sort, certainly a contributing factor in everyday policing. And and I think that police officers feel betrayed on all sides, I'd say, in the media, um, on the street, in their bosses. And, and certainly now we're seeing with the NYPD um, at the highest political levels, they feel unsupported. And in many ways, what you describe, which is both funny in the in the book, but but also is is worth taking away, is that that morale problem is is a really big deal and needs to be addressed. It's not just cops being mad for no reason. Yeah, it's dangerous, you know. And and there's there are characters in the book that are talking about as the police department has become a, a comstat, statistically crazed department where it's about chasing numbers, where that seems to be a priority. That's not only bad for morale, but it's dangerous, especially for undercovers. You're jeopardizing your safety because you feel as if you have to hit a certain number in order to stay where you are. Have you ever met a cop, an undercover cop, who, uh, when they were making a very low-level arrest, whether it was part of a quota or not? felt as though they were contributing to a sense of order in the community which will bring crime down, which is what the theorists talk about? Absolutely. When you're catching someone with a minimal amount of drugs, they're going to go to jail for a day, right? And so you're like, well, what's the point? They just get out the next day. But sometimes, you know, you arrest someone and you can put pressure on that person and they'll give up the person who supplies them drugs. And then you get the next person and get information and potentially get a gun off the street. You know, very frequently, some of these low-level drug dealers have guns on them. So you're making a gun arrest too. And and that is certainly making the city safer. But I, I think that like any person working a job that they see that, you know, there are positives and negatives. I think that what's going on here with the policing and with these sort of narcotics buys, that some cops feel good about them and some cops feel less good about them. And, and I'm sure that many cops feel both ways. What does Uncle Janice, what does Janice Singh want to be? What's her dream of a really good life? That's an amazing question. So right now she's 24 years old, and and I think that she's not thinking too far ahead. She's just trying to figure out who she is, right? Um, and so far what she knows about herself is that she's ambitious and that she wants to get this detective shield, and that's just – that's on her list, and that's something she really wants to cross off, and then she'll see where she goes next. But I was very interested in, in this idea that you know, your early 20s are a very confusing time, and it's hard to know who you are and how much that would be magnified if you happen to also be an undercover cop, if you happen to also have to try to navigate this massive, absurdist bureaucracy of the NYPD. Matt Burgess is the author of the new novel, Uncle Janice. How do you feel about how cops enforce the law in your community? Hi, this is Joe from Winter Haven, Florida. Ten miles an hour over the speed limit, that's against the law. Drugs, that's against the law. 
The fact is, if the laws are on the books, people need to understand they have a responsibility to follow them. If not, we have chaos. 877-8MY-TAKE. Join the conversation. I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.